Yeah, and look up your favorite local. Look up your favorite band and shoot them a message. Be like, hey, are you guys going to be streaming at all during this? I'd love to hear such and such. If they don't answer, they don't answer. If they say no, they say no. If they say yes, that's great. That's I'd say. If look, if you're if you're a music fan, go out and hit up your favorite artist. Find or at least look them up. Find out if they're going to be doing something like this. Especially if you can help out too by donating a little bit of money. But either way, don't be shy. If you fucking hit somebody up, right? You know. Even if it's like they acoustic, say no, they say no. even if it's like acoustic stuff, that's some of my favorite stuff to watch. Is just even if it's just the lead singer of a band just doing acoustic of their songs or cover songs or whatever. Yeah, no, and I, yeah, and I think a lot of these, the ones that I've seen, have been like stripped down acoustic versions of 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 songs from their records or their cover songs, things like that. Oh, the one that I did watch was on St. Patrick's Day. Is uh, Dropkick Murphys played a full concert on stage. They're the only ones there, streamed it live, didn't charge you a penny. You just went to the link and watched. I watched most of it. Very cool. I posted it while it was happening. I thought that was awesome. And it was St. Patrick's Day. People weren't able to go see them. It's tradition for most people to go see Dropkick Murphys on St. Patrick's Day in in Boston. So I thought that was cool, too. And and I thought it was really cool that they didn't charge anything. Yeah, look up your – look up your favorite artist and find out if they're playing find out if you can help out if not don't be scared to ask them to play something for you that's what i say absolutely Hey, CEP listeners, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. As always, if you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. In this episode, Patrick and I talk about the COVID-19 pandemic and how it has escalated in such a short amount of time. We also tackle topics such as the Twitter tirade that the lead singer of the band Trapped has been going on, our favorite concerts we've been to, and our favorite sports moments of all time. If you have any questions for Patrick and I, or any topics that you would like to hear us rant about, make sure to hit us up on any of the CEP social medias. We are everywhere. And the last thing I wanted to mention before we get rolling with the show is that I'm sure everyone knows someone that has been affected by this COVID-19 pandemic, whether that be knowing someone who has actually gotten the virus, or someone who has had their business or source of income temporarily or even permanently taken away. Right now is the best time to support local businesses. If you're in the St. Louis area and are looking for great food, our friends Kyle and Kelly Dent with Shamrocks and St. Peter's is a great place to check out. They're doing call-in orders for delivery and beer to go. Also, check out our good friend Jeff Britton with Exit 6 Brewery in Cottleville. I know they're offering curbside service for food and beer as well. And also, it's not just businesses being affected, but it's also bands and musicians. If you know the CEP, you know the St. Louis music scene is very important to us. And of course, Patrick Blair from right here on Raised on the Radio has been a musician in the scene for many years. We mentioned in the episode that we recommend to you to message your favorite local bands and see if they're going to do any kind of social media live streaming during this time where they're having to cancel concerts and tours and things like that. And if they are, see if there's any way to donate or help out. And if not... At least share it all around to help with the exposure. Okay, now that all that is out of the way, let's get into the episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am Colt Bracado, my good friend Patrick Blair in Skypeland, and I was told to start this out with, this is a time of terror, because somebody must be scared. I'm a little bit frightened though. Yeah. I mean, this, I, I, you, do you feel this is escalating quickly and quicker, um, quick. getting a... Quicker than I've seen anything escalate, yes. 
right? I was just saying, we I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Maybe, you know, maybe 9-11, like the country shut down for a few days after 9-11, but it was, it was brief, like nothing like this. So I did leave my house yesterday. I took my dogs for a walk, you know, because it was beautiful outside. Now it's here in uh, good old St. Louis. It's snowing. It's yesterday it was too. like 55 and sunny. Now it's about 38 and snowing. So that's great. Um, but I did go for a run this morning too. You know what? It was weird. Is uh, uh, how ironic is it that the one restaurant that I saw was open by my house? Chinese restaurant. Weird. Look at them. Look at them. Just sticking it to the sticking it to the coronavirus and Donald Trump, huh? Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're not shoveling out the coronavirus out of that restaurant. Fuck your China virus, Donald Trump. We're staying open. <laughs> man yeah dude it's i just it's it's getting it's getting weird it's getting weird so let me throw some stats your way we're we're talking about this so missouri as you know we're middle 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 america missouri as of saturday evening had 90 people who have tested positive for corona there were 73 cases on friday illinois our neighbors 753 cases saturday up from 585 on friday so illinois having that many more cases than Missouri has to be because of testing, right? I have not verified that, would, but it is, right? I mean, you know, when we talked off air and you started giving me these stats, that's the immediate thing that popped in my head was the testing has to have been become more more available for for it to jump up like that in that short yeah. amount of time. It's got to be. So starting Monday, St. Louis City and St. Louis County will be under stay-at-home, quotations, orders, joining the statewide order for Illinois that begins at 5 p.m., Saturday, so 5 p.m. yesterday. This article includes Sunday developments, so here we go. So the count of known COVID-19 cases. So this was updated at 8.30 a.m. today. Missouri, three deaths, 90 known cases. Cases include 22 in St. Louis County, 10 in St. Louis City, and three in St. Charles County. And I may have heard of a few more that might be coming, but we can't talk about that. Illinois, six deaths. 753 known cases. Cases include three in St. Clair County and two in Madison County. Now, I'm going to sound like an idiot, but I don't know where St. Clair County or Madison County are. How far away from the metropolitan area are those two counties? We don't know. You have to Google it. You're you're from the woods on the opposite end of of the world, so never mind. Um, (laughs) Nationally, at least 24,380 people in all 50 states, Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico, have tested positive for corona, according to the New York Times database. At least 340 patients with the virus have died worldwide. There have been 267,013 confirmed cases, 11,201 confirmed deaths, according to the World Health Organization. So when this started, we were saying, well, the, the flu kills more people every year. This kills more people every year. Why don't we take a look at gun violence in our own city? It kill, it's killed more people. <sighs> I kind of regret saying those things. This just feels this feels different. It feels different. We also don't hear about the flu cases like this because the point of origin for this was started somewhere else, not in the United States. So that always frightens people more so. But I still feel like fear is driving this more than anything else. Do you still feel it's fear? Yeah. Or is it miseducation, a lack of a lack of knowledge, like or is it all three sort of tied into one? 
I think it's just because everything's hitting it like so fast at once. Now, of course, that's also because the media is all over it all at once. Like, I don't, I, I would like to just say from the beginning of this year till now, I would like to have exact stats for Corona and for the flu and see how they stack up against each other in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, I know the flu's killed more people this right, year. Right, right. But it just, this just feels different. And then the whole, the whole the narrative behind, yet yeah, it only it's only killing people in their 80s. That's obviously false now. We've seen that. But the people under 80 who have been impacted do have the underlying health issues. So things like asthmatic or... Uh, bronchitis like that guy who was 34 the story that i sent you mm-hmm. went to disneyland that guy just recently had surgical procedure to remove testicular cancer wow he was he had bronchitis and something else but there were three things so look again not the picture of health right. even though he's 34 didn't fit the 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 age the age the age group that had been have been getting killed by the virus. He had those underlying things, right? And then we're seeing people in their fifties again that are getting sick and then dying from this, but they had the underlying health issues. So should someone like myself or you, should we be worried if we get it? You know, we're both pretty decently healthy enough, right? Right. Probably drink more than I should, but I still exercise, eat vegetables, eat broccoli, go for jogs. Um, (laughs) You know, I try to take care of myself, you know, should we be worried? I'm kind of at the point where I'm, I'm worried. Not so much for myself. I I do have a pregnant wife. Yeah. I would hate if she got it. That would, that would, that would freak me out. So yeah, I think I, I, every day, every day that, every day that goes by, I get a little bit more concerned. It's feel, it feels like it's getting closer to my doorstep. Right. And maybe I'm, I'm being overly dramatic right now, but Look, we weren't overly dramatic two weeks ago. You and I both look at what's happened in two weeks. Right. And the projections, you know, people that know far more, have much more information than you and I are projecting this to get much worse right. in the next next few weeks. It's, I, you know, it's funny. Like I said, it was beautiful yesterday. I took my dogs for a walk, went outside in my backyard, put up the umbrella, grabbed a beer, sat down, put some music on. Uh, you know, put a little Instagram story just basically saying, stay home, people. And, you know, I kind of meant that now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it. Like, stay home. I wasn't just for purposes of an Instagram story. Like, I really did. Like, stay home. There's no reason to be out. So um, you, you said that St. Louis has put in the order now. St. Louis and St. Louis County has put in the order now of like, starting tomorrow. Yeah. And that, tomorrow. now that includes who exactly? Because there's got to be exemptions to that, right? Well, that so the so it's the same stay-at-home order that Illinois this fucking chair um, that <laughs> Illinois put into. Uh, so it's basically the the essential businesses are staying open, but everything else is shut down. So grocery stores, banks, things like that. So I think the same thing is happening in Missouri. So like my myself, I guess my 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 job title is considered to be an essential position so i still still have a job as far as i know it's sunday though i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow morning when i wake up we'll see i know that i'm supposed to be working um from the the comfort of my own home should a should a bank really be open people are on top of each other at a bank 
you yeah, know what I, mean? I mean, unless they're unless they are, you know, keeping a a stronghold on how many people are in the bank at one time, kind of thing. I don't know. Well, you have to. It's I think it's supposed to be ten people, but again, right. those ten people, you're in a, a in a line at a bank. They're on top of each other. They're not staying six feet away from each other. Right? Maybe they are. <sighs> I don't know. This is the, it's bizarre, man. Yes, yeah, like something said, we've never we've never experienced this, but something that was weird to me, and you may have a different opinion. I don't know, but I was I noticed that Walmart. So so like Walmart and a lot of other stores have reduced their hours. And I think a lot, like instead of being like twenty four open twenty four hours, they're open from like six a.m. to eleven p.m. or something like that. And I think the reasoning for that is not just to just be open for less hours, but it's because they are having to get shipments in like every day now because they can't keep the shelves full. So they're having to have time where the store is actually closed to be able to keep shelves stocked. But they're also right. but they're also promoting this deal where like the first hour of the day that they are open is just for like senior citizens and older people to be able to go in and get their stuff and get out. And I get it and I get what they're trying to promote, but that seems really like those are the people that are have, that are dying from this. So it's like you're putting all of those people together in one building at the same time. So it, I don't know, it to me feel it just feels weird. It feels like I, I understand what you're doing, but it's, it doesn't, it seems like it's more of a risk than it is a reward for anybody. Well, yeah, no, it, it, that is, it's weird. Uh, but Walmart isn't known for, uh, practicing great business ethics. So I'm not surprised in the least. <laughs> have you placed any orders there recently? Any socks? I have not. I got my socks from Amazon. Oh, look at you. I know. Right. Amazon's still firing away, by the way. True. And they deliver to the woods, so that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> they go out that far, huh? Yeah. I don't know. It, it, this has been, this is, it's interesting that we started the podcast when we did because it's like since the very beginning, it's like every episode we've get, gotten a little more nervous and we've been more hypocritical of ourselves like every episode. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. I don't. I think I talked about it on one of one of the earlier ones. But I talked about how, uh, at first, you know, it was just a cold. Like it's just the same thing as getting a cold. Just like blah blah. blah. And like I, but get, that's the information we were being given, right? Shame on me for not doing a little bit more research, I guess, before I said something like that. But uh, but then again, it's know. it's kind of lack of knowledge on our part. Now, should we have been really making statements? Who know? Maybe not. But it was still opinion based, and yeah, you know, and, and the the knowledge wasn't out there at that at that time yet. You know, we we've, yeah. we've learned we've learned so much over just the past couple of weeks. Right. No, definitely. And we were just trying to keep it fun at first. Why would we try and freak people out too? Why yeah. do we? They, <laughs> there were plenty of people doing that already. We don't need to uh, add to the fear, but. Speaking of fear, are you are you uh, are you afraid that the lead singer of Trapped is going to go on a shooting spree because of all that's happening with him? <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, I don't. The lead singer of Trapped, Chris, has been he's taken over the Trapped social medias, mainly Twitter, and he's gone on like a four day tirade. I don't know what's going on. 
I don't want to make any assumptions and I don't want to say anything bad about the band because I don't know what's going on. All I know is that he's not shining the best light on the band and he's like making enemies of other bands in like major bands. He's yeah, making yeah. complete enemies of them and I don't understand why or what or what what the what the end goal is on any of this. Uh, yeah, I think he's just a little bit cuckoo, and he's just uh, using social media, of course, to uh, shine the light. We got to explain who he is, though, right? For those that don't know, Trapped uh, had that that hit song "Headstrong" back in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sing it, but they, it was they funny. Did, they did have more of good songs, by the way. I, I believe you. I Echo, believe you. Still Frame. Echo is actually Echo is the one song by them that I actually do like. Really. I don't like Headstrong or Still Frame, uh, okay. but Echo is a good song. I agree. And then after that, I don't know what they've done. I haven't paid attention. <laughs> but but you, so musicians from Sleeping with Sirens, Power Trip, Attila, Dance Gavin, Dance, Every Time I Die, have just been going at it with them. I, pre- I prevail also, right? Stadium. Huh? I prevail also, right? Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah, I think so. But he's uh, he's been labeled a racist and a xenophobic for denying the existence of white privilege, attacking the victim mentality of African Americans, supporting President Trump's Chinese virus rhetoric, and more. He eventually started attacking anyone who took him on while justifying the relevance of his band and boasting about the truckloads of money he apparently still makes. <laughs> so. <laughs> Still bragging about that headstrong money, huh? Yeah. The the one question I have in there is that what what did it say about Trump? He's supporting the tr- the Trump coronavirus rhetoric. He no no no. President Trump called it the Chinese virus or the China virus or whatever he said. Oh, so, so just the he's, name he's is supporting, what he's supporting that. Okay. That yeah. yeah. Okay. Which really was. Do you expect anything less of Trump at this point by saying something like that? No. I'm surprised it took him that long to say it. Anyway. <laughs> First, one of the first musicians to call out Chris Taylor Brown, three names, was Power Trip vocalist Riley Gale, who extended a challenge in the name of charity. He said to him on Twitter, I bet my band outdraws yours in your own hometown. Want to put it to the test? Two shows, different venues, same night. Loser donates their entire guarantee to a charity of the winner's choosing. Step up or be labeled cowards. And then he posted a picture us versus you, same time last year. What's up now? It's a picture from festivals, apparently, where this I, band's playing in front of like ten thousand people and traps playing for like two hundred. I I seen that too, but were th- were they the head? Yeah. Were both of them the headliners of that festival? I, don't know. That, that, I mean, that that's a bit that could make a big difference. It, yeah, it, it, but again, that that picture could be completely out of context too. True, they could have been sound checking. True, people could have yeah. been taking a piss and getting beer. I mean. It is a big crowd versus a little crowd either way. Paolo from Trivium, trapped is in purgatory. And then he posted a picture of Tom Mariah from Slayer with the, the headline, Headstrong. <laughs> Man, they're really going at him, huh? I did see one that, <laughs> I don't remember who posted it, and it may be in your feed that you've got going right now, but it, said, it basically said that trapped will, be, will go on touring during this uh, th- during the Corona pandemic, because they will not have a gathering of more than ten people. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Ooh. So Noah Sebastian of Bad Omen, man, 
the trapped official Twitter account is so cringy right now. Ignorant and narrow worldview aside, just goofy-ass insecure behavior doing zero good for anyone. Trap responded saying, shut the fuck up, you latte-sipping vegan douchebag. Stop playing music this instance. You're making a mockery of the craft. Wow. And then someone responded, it must feel really good to be so relevant in the music scene after all these years. Pumping out hit after hit. I hope Trap's inconsistent and smashing success will one day contribute to you finally losing your virginity. Trap responds, oh, fuck you, and you're totally gay, as in happy. You haven't had any hits, and Trap kicks your ass on all streaming platforms, you bitches. Come say any of this to my face. <laughs> what is happening? First of all, how old is the lead singer of Trapped? I mean, this is a grown man in his, dare I say, 40s. He might be 40 now. I would imagine. What are you doing? What are you, what are you a 13-year-old girl? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? His bandmates have to be so pissed. Because it's not the whole band doing this. Right. He's He said it in these in these rants. Like, nope, it's me. It's just me. Speaking for the band. Like, if I was in that band, I'd be like, hey, bro, you want to stop? We do want to play for more than 10 people. Want to stop? How about How about it? I mean, he's been he's been posting stuff for months and just stuff here and there. And I I actually had text thread conversations with people about it. Like, why why are they letting him use the trapped band social media that thousands and thousands of people see for just random stuff, like random stuff that has nothing to do with the band? Use social media for promoting good and promoting promoting the band as a whole or tour dates and stuff like that. There's no reason to be you know, using the the band to promote your own agenda, and yeah. it's not it's not even a real agenda. It's just I, I I don't know, I really don't. But then also to like argue streaming numbers, right? I want to find out who this person is that he's arguing with. Oh, it's the dude from Dance Gavin Dance Gavin Dance. Okay, yeah, so that was one of them. So he's been going back and forth, and it says so that Tillion is his name from Dance Gavin Dance. It seems like you need help understanding how numbers work. A higher total number of streams means more success, or in your case, trans- <laughs> transparently insecure Twitter machismo in lieu of actual arguments. So play your game. We had 132 million streams on Spotify in 2019. And the response is from Trapped, that is, or from the singer, that is nowhere near our numbers. You're an absolute horrible singer. Do you understand how many people hear your voice and equate it to nails on a chalkboard? You are fucking horrible. Never seen your live show, but you must do something extra to make up for your absolutely horrible voice. Also, he's like talking shit like a dad would. Nails on a chalkboard? That was the best thing you could come up with? Right. It's not like you have to give a response like this instance. Like you could have thought, I don't know. Anyway, why am I getting in on this? I'm an idiot. Wow, they go back and forth for a long time. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. In this situation, is it a any press is better than no press situation, or no? Uh, well, I mean, there's... <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I got this. I'm pulling this from Loudwire, which I don't know if you follow Loudwire, but Loudwire is one of the biggest rock and metal music outlets there is. Mm-hmm. Probably the Honestly, right now, probably the biggest. And there was a, an entire story dedicated to this. So... I think it applies. Yes, I, I, I think any press right now for Trapped right. might be, in a way, in a way, until we'll see what happens. Because obviously, like I said, he's speaking for a group of other people, 
meaning his band. No one in his band has, and, uh, that I've seen in this story anyway, come out and said anything. But uh, that's the problem with this is I think he's he's speaking for other individuals, and that's that's going to hurt them in the long run. If I had to guess, I don't know. But I mean, there's got to be conversations going on behind the scenes that none of us know about that cannot be good. I mean, he is not, he's not shining a good light on the band. But as I said, is any press better than no press? Because is this going to get trapped streams? Probably. They are probably going to get more streams and more listens yeah. to their songs. And it's not going to surprise me if, if this tirade continues, if more bands or more lead singers of other bands get in on this just for hopefully a little bit of publicity out of it. Well... Yeah, no, it's it's an opportunity to do to you know, and think about it this way: none of these bands are playing shows right now; they can't. Right. So, keeping your band's name out there, this is a good way to do it. Yeah. I mean, you're in a Loudwire article; uh, you're all over. I mean, there so people will automatically go to your Twitter, they go to your personal Twitter, they go to your music on Spotify, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's it might be a little bit uh, a cheap way of getting plays or views or hits or whatever you want to call them. But that's this, this goes, this isn't anything new. They're not, this isn't reinventing the wheel. I mean, this is, this is, this happens all the time. So I just think the dudes, uh, I, I brought it, I brought this up to you because I know you like trapped and I think the dude's losing his fucking mind, but that's just me. It's, it's, it sounds like it. Like I said, I'm not making any assumptions, but I, cause I don't know what the reasoning behind all this is. And if it is just a bit, if maybe he's maybe he's smarter than we think he is, and he's just, it's a big ploy to to keep the band relevant, especially in a time like this when nobody's able to tour and stuff like that. Who knows? Oh man, even Ronnie Rack he got in on the mix. Jesus, that's crazy. All right, well, what's the last Trapped album you bought? I don't even know the name of it, to be honest. They 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 are they are a band that I maybe one to two songs off of each album I can I can listen to that I actually like. You had them on on the podcast recently though, right? I mean, I wouldn't say recently. It well, it was last year, last summer. That's not that long ago. No, they it's less than a year. they were they did that show at Chesterfield Amphitheater with Saliva and Puddle of Mud, and jeez, who else was on that bill? Tantric. Tantric. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. But, you know, it, something that a buddy of mine had, had told me, and I, I, I hadn't thought about it, but think about how off the wagon Wes was from Puddle of Mud for the longest time. And they're touring and still bringing in hella numbers right now. Or, well, not sure. right now, but I'm just saying it's not. it doesn't mean it's a death sentence. However, did they have a lot more big hits than trapped yes for sure do they i think so you probably don't because it's butt rock to you but, 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 but rock. <laughs> they had a what was the saw the the blurry right yeah. that's probably their big hit right that well i mean that was the old probably not to the newer generation of people oh wait a minute if you're if they you had that one they had that fucking oh my god uh-huh you asshole you're you trapped you are I, welcome you trapped me. i hope that's stuck in your head she fucking hates me. Yep. God damn it! I forgot about that song. That song had been erased from my memory. She, they had what was the Psycho? That was another one. 
that maybe I'm the one who is a schizophrenic psycho, that song. Oh my god. I think that was both on the same album. <laughs> you know what song they had though that was a single and it didn't do as well, but it was from that first album that I actually liked was that uh not the first single. It was I think it was after Blurry and it was Control. Drift and Die. Drift and no, Die. No, Drift and Die. That was good. I like that song. That's yeah. a good song. That first album. I mean, I like some Bud Rock too, man. Yeah. That first I album was good. But anyways, he was off Antric. He was off his rocker for quite a while. And yeah, well, fuck on drugs though. That's I, I mean I know, I get it. I get it. But it was it was really weird. And I've said this before on other podcasts, not too long after we actually recorded. And you know, we were in the green room and I'm not I've never really been around like so I'm I'm gonna say celebrities, but I haven't really been around ba- you know, big name bands and stuff like that either. And, you know, we were sitting in the green room with Trapped and Tantric and Saliva, and I was fine. It, it didn't really bother me too much. But when Wes walked in, because that's that's one of those bands that is, like, nostalgic for me. When I first started coming into my own as music, Puddle of Mud was in the mix there. And when Wes just walked in, like, my heart sank for a minute. I was like, holy shit, Wes is in here right now. And he just walks up, and he's like, "Is it, can I get a water? Can I get a Coke? Something like that. And it's just when you think about a green room with, you know, big name bands, you think it's going to be like a crazy, crazy situation in the back. But no, it's just like guys sitting on a couch waiting to go out in in the heat that they don't want to go out into to play a play, you know, 15 minutes of songs and then come back out. Yeah. But it was, I don't know. It, it, it it did make my, make my heart sink for a minute, but I'll tell you what, Paul mud sounded fucking awesome. Sure. They did. I mean, look, I, I, I joke and I make fun of butt rock, but at the end of the day, those dudes are all fucking pros, man. Like, that's, right. you know, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have breakdowns stuck in my head the rest of the day by Tantric. <laughs> God damn it. What was the, what was the other band that the, that lead singer was for? D- Days of the New? Is that it? Huh? D- Days of the New. Is that, the, that's a, that was a band, right? Yeah, but their singer's dead. Okay, well, Ace, the singer, the lead Did singer he sing for... for Days of the New after yes. the other dude. Oh, shit. Yes. yes. I think. Pretty oh. positive. Yeah, that, that actually sounds familiar now that you're saying it. And you said saliva? Yeah. God damn, man. The amount of testosterone going around that place <laughs> just must have been. Did you say did you say the other show that they did in St. Peter's? It was saliva. Maybe it just been saliva and trapped. I don't know if Tantric was on that or not. What do you mean in St. Peter's? Where? Um, what was that place called? Was it di- used to be Diamond or something? Diamonds or something like that? The Titty Bar. I don't, that's not in St. Charles. I don't know. It's not called that anymore, though. It's called something else, and I can't remember what it was called. I'd have to look it up to tell you. I have no idea. I want to say it's over by Shamrocks. Can you think? Of, and it, it was a pretty big place. And it was a music venue. Uh huh. I don't know, man. I don't really go to that. Uh, okay. That area of town too much. Well, I'll let you know whenever I figure it too out. Too many white people. <laughs> so something I had mis- messaged you about, and I messaged several other people about too, because I'm curious. I- I've seen some people, including Garth Brooks, which I know is your favorite, but I've seen it, it, country artists are doing it most, but it seems they're doing live concerts from their home. What do you think about that idea right now? I think it's great. That's awesome. That's that's a yeah. They should be, to be honest. 
Yeah, and I actually saw if you download the app called Bands in Town, which I, I don't know if you're familiar, but uh-uh. it's just an app you can get on your phone that will tell you. You put in your favorite artist, they'll tell you when they're coming within a certain amount of miles you want them to tell you. Like you put in, I want to see Garth Brooks when he's, let me know when he's going to be 50 miles away from me or whatever, right. within 50 miles. They'll send you alerts to your phone. So that that app is actually going to let you know when bands are do- your favorite bands are going to do live streams. That's actually a really great idea. And it's not even like it's a like a given that you should do that, but you no, know, one of the guys so uh, Machine Gun Kelly's been doing it on his Instagram. Oh, um, really? Yeah, like like honestly, the last five days he's been doing songs from his records. He's doing covers, and it's like stripped down versions of the song. He'll have a guitar. One of his band members will be on like a little keyboard and uh, have like you know little drums and really cool, uh, really cool that he's doing it that way. Yes, yeah, so, no, I think it's awesome, man. Uh, I didn't realize so many country artists were doing it, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're doing it just for their own publicity or not. I haven't seen if there's any kind of donation things or anything like that, but I'm surprised that I haven't seen more bands that are like doing this and then doing like a PayPal thing or even a, a uh, crowdfunding deal, like not Patreon, but like Kickstarter or something, something along the, those lines that people yeah. can donate money to, to be able to like, have one of a song that they want played or something along those lines. And then that money in the end gets donated towards this pandemic in some way, some shape or form. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you, if you're Garth Brooks, just go ahead and donate the money and play for your fans okay, for I, free. I get you. I give that. I give you that. Yeah. You, you turd. <laughs> yeah. If it were me, if it were me, not that anybody wants to see me, but I would just do it for free. I would just stream it and say, here, enjoy it. Free content. You're stuck at home. Done. I do like the idea, though, that yeah, I, putting things behind a paywall is always weird to me. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to do it and then donate to the, you know, solving this crisis, then absolutely. I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, I, again, it's just me. I would just, here, I would just do it. You can also just say, well, I don't know. Yeah, see the yeah, it's a slippery slippery slope for me. I like both ways. I, I'd say if you do it for free, cool. If you want to put it behind a paywall and have someone donate, don't charge them a fixed amount, but donate whatever they want. Right, yeah. I like that idea too. I like that idea. Yeah, dude, I think that's great, man. Music 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 matters. I always do that hashtag when I post, but it really does. I mean, it, it moves people, it keeps people um, keeps people feeling alive and also will just at the very least for three minutes and 30 seconds, take their minds off what the fuck is going on right now, which I think is important. You got to have some sort of escape, whether it's for five minutes or five days, you know, uh, I think that's great, man. That's cool. I haven't seen, so I, I saw the man's in town thing, but I haven't seen really any of the people that I follow or I haven't checked though. I haven't really like looked into it. Uh, people that I follow, uh, if they're doing it or not, I know Machine. I've watched Machine Gun Kelly do it. I saw Incubus did something, but I don't know if it was necessarily a full performance. I think they were just like putting out snippets, which is, I guess, free content. But I, I don't know. Um, that's cool, man. And, and the, you know what? To be honest, I've seen local bands from St. Louis doing it as well. So you have. Uh, so I was just going to mention that I, w- I would like to see some local bands doing it, even if. And I know I don't know how how many listeners they're going to get or how far their stretch actually goes as far as like trying to put up a paywall or something like that. 
but even if they got any money at all through it donation wise to go towards local businesses in the area or something like that would be cool. But like I said, I don't know what their reach would be or if it would even be worth it. Do you, what, do you know what local bands you've seen do it? No, dude, I've seen it in passing. Yeah. Um, let me think. I mean, I can look, try and find something, but uh, yeah, no, I've seen it for sure. I want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, and then I'd be wrong. So no, I don't know, but I have seen either way. It's not a big deal. Regardless, whoever is doing it out there, whether you're a big name or you're in the St. Louis scene, shout out to you for doing it because it's, uh, like you said, music does matter and it, in worst case, it takes your, takes people's minds off of the shit that's going on for a small amount of time to, you know, drift away from it all. Yeah, and look up your favorite local, look up your favorite band and shoot them a message. Be like, hey, are you guys going to be streaming at all during this? I'd love to hear such and such. If they don't answer, they don't answer. If they say no, they say no. If they say yes, that's great. That's, I'd say, if, look, if you're if you're a music fan, go out and hit up your favorite artist. Find, or at least look them up. Find out if they're going to be doing something like this, especially if you can help out too by donating a little bit of money. But either way, don't be shy. If you fucking hit somebody up. Right. You know? Even if it's like acoustic, say no, say no. even if it's like acoustic stuff, that's some of my favorite stuff to watch. Is just even if it's just the lead singer of a band just doing acoustic of their songs or cover songs or whatever. Yeah, no, and I, I, yeah, and I think a lot of these, the ones that I've seen, have been like stripped down acoustic versions of 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 songs from their records or their cover songs, things like that. Oh, the one that I did watch was on St. Patrick's Day. Is uh, Dropkick Murphys played a full concert on stage. They were the only ones there, streamed it live, didn't charge you a penny. You just went to the link and watched. I watched most of it. Very cool. I posted it while it was happening. I thought that was awesome. And it was St. Patrick's Day. People weren't able to go see them. It's tradition for most people to go see Dropkick Murphys on St. Patrick's Day in in Boston. So I thought that was cool, too. And and I thought it was really cool that they didn't charge anything. Yeah, look up your – look up your favorite artist and find out if they're playing, find out if you can help out. If not, don't be scared to ask them to play something for you. That's what I say. Absolutely. So while we're talking, yep. while we're talking about music, if you had to think about your favorite concerts that you've been to in your lifetime, huh. and I, this, I'm sure this is probably a broad, a broad question because this could be a matter of, when you you know when you showed up this just the show itself was the best show you've ever been to or it could be because you've seen your favorite band of all time that's why that was your favorite show that kind of a thing I, i'm just curious what how many how many do you have and what are your favorite concerts i have a ton uh ones that come to my head would definitely be some mud vein at the creepy crawl for those that don't know what the Creepy Crawl is, it was a it's a dive punk rock venue. Probably 150 people max could fit in that place. If you went to the bathroom, you felt like you had AIDS after you walked out of there. How, how kind of old were you when they, when that place closed? It's early 20s, mid 20s, maybe. Okay. It seems like when when you hear people talk about the old days, I, I makes everybody sound old, I guess, by saying it that way. But the old days of like rock music in St. Louis. It seems like the creepy crawl is the name that comes up as far as a venue. And, uh, like Mississippi nights was another one. Yeah. The three for me would be creepy crawl, Mississippi nights and the galaxy. I saw 
the galaxy was more for like local local shows like that's kind of where i started going to shows because there would be local punk rock bands and uh local bands playing there like it seemed like fuck four nights a week um so that's where i that's when i really started getting into going to concerts and stuff so that place holds a, a, a has a special place in my heart um uh, but yeah the creepy crawl is a big one mississippi so now that you've said mississippi nights another one was deftones did a small club tour uh, and it was the show that they played in St. Louis was at Mississippi Nights. The only way you could get tickets was going online, and you had to be one of the lucky people that got on early enough. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, now that you've said Mississippi Nights. Other ones I've seen at Mississippi Nights, Circus Survive I saw there. That was incredible. It sucks now, but one of the funnest times I ever had, and I'll tell you why it sucks, but one of the funnest times I ever had, the show that I saw was Lost Profits, 18 Visions, and Midtown and lost profits headline it was one of the the funnest show like it was so much fun like lost profits were huge then mm-hmm. i've since then stopped listening to them because of what their singer did right and we won't even get into it look it up if you don't know what i'm talking about it's right. horrendous but midtown uh a lot of people don't well for those that don't know who midtown is kind of like a pop punk band but it was a little more i'd say alternative rock meets pop punk they were really good band and they just put on a great show that it was just so much fun. 18 Visions was awesome. Like it was just such a good show all around. I felt like it felt like every show I went to at Mississippi Nights at one point like hit me like that was the best show I've ever seen. It had a lot to do with Mississippi Nights. When I had grown up in the local music scene, it was like your goal was to play Mississippi Nights. And then after you did it, you're like, Well, what the, what do I do now? Right? Like what wow. what, what is the, what is left to, for real? It just had that sort of allure to it. And I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but I do know a few of my friends who played in bands felt shared that same sentiment where it was like, once we played Mississippi nights, it was like, we've done it. Like that was, that was, that's it. Don't need to, don't need to worry about anything else. So, so out of those three Mississippi nights, the galaxy and creepy crawl, which one was the biggest held the most people? Mississippi nights. Okay. Yeah. It probably held again. I could look it up, find out for sure, but I think 500. Okay. It might not be that many actually that might, I might be stretching it there. So is it about Uh, the size of what Delmar hall is? smaller okay wait delmar hall that's the one by the pageant yeah where we saw yeah, yeah, where no, we saw five smaller for sure. okay. yeah no, no smaller um yeah not near as big as delmar hall but it was the shit man i really was a cool place plus it was on the landing so you're like in the hot spot as far as downtown st louis goes yeah mississippi nights the galaxy was big but it was kind of oddly uh it was sort of an odd room it was kind of like a shotgun style room where the stage was kind of off in this corner. There were two pillars in the middle of the floor, which always sucked. And then the bar was off to the side, like on the uh, to the left of the stage. But it was, again, it was just a really cool place to go to. The Creepy Crawl, uh, after they closed, so they opened a new Creepy Crawl, like the second version of the Creepy Crawl. And one of my favorite shows was there. I saw Alexis on Fire there, which is one of my favorite bands. That was, that was easily one of my favorite shows. Uh, at the old Creepy Crawl, I saw Head Automatica, just insane like they packed so many people into that place i mean they probably could have played the pageant but they played creepy crawl at the time so oh what else i saw incubus lincoln park and mute math in chicago it was a tour that the three of them were doing together and i can't remember what the tour was called maybe like maybe it had something to do with honda like the honda civic tour or something like that i think that might be it but incubus one of my favorite bands a big fan of lincoln park like it was 
really, really good. And, and the cool thing about it was is when Incubus was playing, they were kind of going, they had just released, I don't remember which record it was because I don't remember what year this was, but they had just released a record and I remember people weren't so into it because it was kind of like, it wasn't there in the Incubus roots of, you know, hard rock meets, you know, the new, I hate saying them, but new metal and uh, or anything like that. It was kind of like an adult contemporary record, which I still really liked. A lot of the songs were slower. They would play some of those songs, though, and like everyone there knew the songs. Everyone was singing along. Like I was like, what happened? What? <laughs> I mean, I'm only I'm only four hours away from home. And when they play these songs in St. Louis, people get pissed off. So that and it, you know, that was just a great show. And then I saw Mudvayne again at the pageant, and uh, Snot opened up. So I don't know if you know who Snot is. I know the but, I know the uh, name of the band, but I couldn't tell you a song. So when I was in high school, Snot brought out their their sort of major release, um, and later their their singer died. But that was like our high school metal band. Like it was, it felt like everyone in St. Louis like that was their their band. So Snot played, and the guy that sang for them that night was. The dude that's in uh, Bad Wolves. Oh, really? Bad Wolves is the band that did the zombie cover, right? Yes, yeah. So then he was in a band called Divine Heresy, um, but he's the one that's saying he, he fucking crushed it, man. So that show was great. Mudvayne, uh, Mudvayne had had so many like um, radio songs at that point. It just felt like every song they played, you knew, you knew every word, you knew the riffs, you just knew everything. And it was when they were they they have had sort of grown out of the makeup phase. And they were just, you know, dudes on the stage. But the singer came up, came out dressed up like a clown. He was the only one dressed up in makeup and shit. And he just had, he just, he was, he was on his game that night. Like everything he did was like, vocally wise, was just like perfect, like perfect. Um, Jay, like I said before, I think I said it before, Jay-Z saw him at Scott Trade, one of the funnest concerts I've ever been to. Uh, saw Kid Cudi in Champagne at the University of Illinois. Even though it was a dry show, which was weird, unbelievable show. I had such a good time. It was him, a DJ, and a drummer. That's it. And it was just. Wow. It was, but I'm a, I'm a huge Kid Cudi fan. Uh, his first two records are two of my favorite records of all time. So that was great. Uh, I talked about this with you too. Louder Than Life 2014. So this festival, I went to two days. I saw Kid Rock. One of the funnest live shows. Volbeat, one of the funnest live shows. Other bands that were there, Stone Temple Pilots with Chester Bennington. Jesus, I would have loved to have seen that. A Day to Remember, Bring Me the Horizon, P.O.D., fucking... Uh, now the other one. So the band that has the dude from Mudvayne singing and it had Vinny drumming. What is that band called? Um, Vinny from Pantera. Yeah, um... They played whatever that I. I'm pissed that I can't remember their name. I'm an asshole. Hell yeah. Um. Yes, they played. So many bands. I mean, just an unbelievable amount of great bands. So, it was two days of just nothing but badass music. So yeah, that's that's gonna go down as. I mean, I just had such a good time too. I went with two good buddies. We just got shit faced and listened <laughs> to great music for two days straight. You know, around you know fifty thousand people or whatever was there. So. I love music festivals, man. So, I mean, there are there are plenty of music festivals I could say, too. I mean, I've been to Rock on the Range twice. Both times, uh, you know, awesome bands played. The second time I went, Smashing Pumpkins played, and I missed them. I won't go into why I missed them, but 
was so stupid. I mean, I named a band after one of their their lyrics, and I didn't watch them. It was the only time I. So they actually could be on that list of bands that I wish I I had seen, and I haven't. Smashing Pumpkins is probably on there. They were playing, and I'm like, are they playing right now? I say to people around me, they're like, yep. I'm like, motherfucker. And I'm like, and what someone was like, actually, dude, that's their last song. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. But missed them. Yeah, music festivals are some of the funnest times ever. So what do you got? I've been talking for 10 minutes. You have been talking for like 10 minutes. I didn't think it was ever going to (laughs) stop. So a lot of this is going to have butt rock in it, of course. But probably probably my all time favorite show because it was in a smaller it was smaller venue down in Cape Girardeau the uh, Show Me Center I don't know if you it it's part of Southeast Missouri State yeah 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 uh, it was Seven Dust opened up and then Breaking Benjamin and Shine Down co headlined the show with it being with it was being them and in a smaller venue that show was fucking awesome I would have seen I would have I would have enjoyed that just for seven dust alone yeah they're actually one of my favorite shows too i saw them at the pageant uh right when animosity came out it was awesome go ahead okay we've got uh papa roach three days grace and hinder at which is actually at hollywood whatever it's considered now which i know you would not be your cup of tea but you did like some of three the old three days grace so i like papa roach a lot he put Papa Roach puts on a hell of a live show. Oh yeah, they're a great. No, just the, again, pros, pros. They know what they're. I mean, the all they do is they just tour, 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 tour. Festival, festival, festival. I mean, it's just, and all they have are all they have to do is play hits. Like it's 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 nothing like. Hey, we got a new record. You should check out the whole thing. We're gonna play the whole thing front to back. Nah, dude, you gotta play Last Resort. You gotta play uh-huh. Between Angels and Insects. You gotta play Hollywood Horror. You gotta do all this shit, and they do it. They're not one of those bands. Like. I don't want to play the old stuff. We're tired of that. It's like, nope. I can't believe you threw in Hollywood horror as a hit for them. I don't know why that came to my brain. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's one of them. I mean, I mean yeah, for sure. For sure. I've actually, I've got several, several different concerts that were my favorite that have Papa Roach involved, including Uproar Tour in 2012, which Papa Roach played there, but it was that they actually bailed out on the tour after that voice. because of his voice. Dude, he did that entire set basically the crowd saying everything for that entire set and he just hyped everybody up while they were doing it you know it was, i played it that show. did you happen to see your friend play because i played that show i played that day did you really asshole go on that was a fun show there were a ton of great bands on that that uh did they have did they have side stages for that yeah man okay two yeah dude Okay, I'm sorry, dude. I've been to so many point fests and so ah. many shows up there. It's hard telling. Now you're all butthurt. Yeah, we 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 open the thing up. Oh well, that's why. Go on. That's why. Yeah, I, you know. Either way. So, that upper tour had Shine Down, Godsmack, Stained, Papa Roach, Adelita's Way, P.O.D. In this moment. P.O.D. In this moment. Thousand yeah. Foot Crutch, Red Light King. Mm. The only band that didn't play that I want, I was really excited to see was Fozzie. Do you know Fozzie? Yeah. <laughs> That's Chris, uh, Chris Jericho's band. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a thing about him. I don't want to know a thing about him. We'll leave it at that. <sighs> so then I had another show at the Family Arena, which was probably like 07-ish, something like that, which was... Papa Roach, Buck Cherry, Avenged Sevenfold, and Saving Abel. 
which is a really I good was show. there. I went to that one. Mainly just for Avenged, I assume. And, pa- and Papa Roach. And Papa Roach, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I remember I, that. I didn't figure you were there for Buck Cherry. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> you are I'm great. one crazy bitch. <laughs> you took my line, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking man. Go ahead. Three Days Grace and My Darkest Days at the Pageant was a phenomenal show. Have you been to a show that is not butt rock? I don't think so. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, I actually threw in Ink Spot on this for quite a few of the shows, just because, it, as far as like being some of my favorite shows, because of yeah. the environment that Ink Spot is, as far as being my favorite shows, it's always been one of my favorite things to go to. The mainly the year that Fivefold headlined was my favorite year. So the year story played? Yeah, or sorry, they didn't headline. Yes, it was the year the story played. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, was yeah. a fucking awesome show too. I don't remember much from that year. I can't imagine why. Yeah, that's too many sodas. Um You got you guys played that year too? Yeah. Is that the year you had all the beach ball yeah you, you had all the beach balls going and everything? Well, we've done that a couple of times, but yeah. Well, no, I yeah, the uh, reason why I remember, I because yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the first time, that was a story that I've told you, like the first time that I was ever like in the same room with you was we shared the elevator down from the hotel that Super 8 oh. that next morning. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But I didn't say anything sure. to you because you looked like you were hung over as hell and you were just trying to get your oh. coffee down and get out. Yeah. Um. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. See, I'm a good guy. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. I'm trying to... We have to explain what... Ink... Well, we don't have to explain what Inkspot is. Everyone knows about Inks... uh I'm trying to think of... Yeah, that one was awesome. I'd say the year before that was great, too. I don't remember who... I... Again, I don't remember the bands, but... My favorite one probably was the... I want to say the third annual. It's when they had... still were having it in their parking lot. Okay. Cabo Headline. And again, it was it was Cabo. I played it. Nimical played it. Uh, a bunch of really cool bands, but it was it just it was like it was so much fun. Um, it just felt like a bigger a bigger party. Like once they moved it to the fairgrounds, it just became like a festival, right? right. Uh, which is great. You know, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but when they when they would do it at their in the parking lot where the tattoo shop is, it just felt like it, it was a little more intimate, I guess, which is, you know, pick your poison or, you know, whatever your prerogative is. But yeah, I can, why can't I remember bands? Anyway, go on, go on with your list here. Well, there, there, the, the well, well speaking of being spot, there's been other several shows too, where like Shaman's Harvest played and uh, one year, it might've been the year before you were talking that you were talking about a uh, copper view played also. Yeah. 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 So they, yeah. They played the first one and the second one, and then they, again, like they came back right. like years late. Right, right. Yeah. I don't remember which one that is either, but yeah. And then, so like Monster Truck played one year. I think Who is Monster Truck. They're almost like a. I I don't I don't want to plug them into a genre and be wrong, so I'm not going to. But they were they were older guys with real long hair, and that just loved rocking out on the guitar. Okay. And uh, shout out to Monster Truck. Yeah, what was the Emperors and Elephants? Do you remember that band? Yes. I think they played on that same that same night because I think Shaman's Harvest played on the same night too because 
I remember Nathan from Shaman's Harvest and the lead singer from Emperors and Elephants doing the what's the song that they do at the end of every ink spot. I don't know, man. Anyways, yeah. You make me look like an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know much, apparently. An- another one, do you like 10 years? I don't mind them. Don't mind them? I don't know. I know the the, the radio songs. Okay. Pop, uh, five, five, Fivefold opened up for them at Pops mm. at one point, and that was a really good show, too. Okay. Yeah, so my all my all time favorite is definitely the Breaking Benjamin and Shine Down and Seven Dust Show, and then everything else is just butt rock. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's, it. Sounds like it. Sounds like you need to uh, diversify your uh, your concert going experiences here. I do. I want to hit more festivals. You're hyping up festivals, and I wanted to go for a long time. I just haven't done it. This chair is terrible. Um, yeah, no, you need to, man. There, and there are so many every year now, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of festivals with diverse lineups with bands from all over the place as far as genres go. Or you can just have your stripped down butt rock festivals. Those still exist, man, and they're they're a good time. I, 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 I to be honest with you, I could go to any music festival, and um, I've been to some where when I told people they're like, "You're going to that," I'm like, "Look, man, it's a, it's a festival. It's you're there for the experience, not just." You're there for the music, but it's a, it's an experience within itself. Way back in the day, I went to a Cornerstone Festival, which is a Christian music festival. I didn't. I I, I went for the music because Pod was playing it and Living Sacrifice and the OC Supertones, Blindside, all these Christian bands that I knew of back then. Uh, it was an experience. I mean, they had like uh, like safe or uh, no sex before marriage rallies going on, and like Jesus. yeah, it was it was it was it was uh, Christian proper for sure. I, Felt a little out of place, but I had a good time nonetheless. I was the only person that smuggled in booze, I can tell you that. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I can't think of anything else I like in St. Louis off the top of my head. that I'm, I I mean, there's been tons, but... Oh, no. You know what? I saw you 2 at Bush Stadium. That was unreal. That's up there for sure. Are you a U2 fan? But not a crazy U2 fan. Uh, but they definitely have, I you know... Look, Joshua Tree is one of the best records ever made. Plain and simple. I mean, it's just so. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, but seeing them live like that uh, was was great. Like in a stadium, it was just it was it's a sight like a sight to see. I saw the Eagles at Bush Stadium. That would be awesome. I'm not even an Eagles fan, but man, it was a great show. The Dixie Chicks opened up. I even enjoyed them. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna hold that over your head for. You should. You should. Man, I'm trying to think, dude. It's pissing me off. You brought up the Family Arena, and I saw a show there, and it's 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 it has escaped me what it was. God, it's gonna drive me nuts too. Oh, I saw Tool there. Wow. So that was it was it was a weird experience because I had not seen Tool up to that point, and I'm not. I'll be the. I'm not. The I'm not a part of the Tool army. That's for sure. Like the Tool, the Tool fan base is. I mean, they're. They, it's Tool or nothing else with them. I'm a fan, right? I don't go crazy over them. So I had not seen them live, and I don't know if it was – I honestly don't think I ever had the opportunity. And when I saw them, I was kind of bummed out. I was like, eh, I've seen them. It's cool. I don't need to see them again. But so that's another one. So now that I'm I, – see, once I get going, I, then I start remembering things. But I, I, if you give me the choice, tool or a perfect circle, 
I'm a perfect circle guy. I was going to ask you that. Uh, I saw them in Kansas City in a theater, and uh, Mars Volta opened up. One of the best shows I've ever been to. Mars Volta, not so much. I, I wasn't crazy about them. I was more of an at-the-drive-in person, but the perfect circle was incredible. They were, in, they were just in Columbia not too long ago. I didn't know that. That's that's one of the best live shows I've been to. It's But their song, it's just the dynamic in the music from Tool to A Perfect Circle to me is so much different. I don't know. I just enjoy it more. It was it was a great show. Just the, the stage set up and the everything the way they had the lights and just it was it was cool. Did you go to that uh, Stone Temple Pilots when they had uh, Chester at Pops? Wasn't that at Pops? I didn't. I never got to see. I only got to see Chester once, and that was with Lincoln Park. I remember seeing Lincoln Park at the Family Arena. That was the one I was thinking of. Oh, really? uh, wow. When high, right after hybrid, hybrid Theory came out. It was them, Head P.E., and Apex Theory. Wow. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun for sure. God, that was so long ago, man. I'm just I'm just really glad that I got to see Lincoln Park before. I mean, I know it was a long time ago, but still, I, that that was the one band that I always wanted to see. And it was it was after uh, they, or they put they put out a live in Texas album also, huh? and it showed like the festival or whatever they did there and everything. And after seeing that, I I, I was always a huge Lincoln Park fan, but after seeing that, I was like, this is the one band I want to see live before I die. And luckily, I I was able to make that happen but yeah that was from the summer sanitarium tour okay with metallica limp biscuit deftones and mudvayne you mentioned mudvayne a lot i'm a big mudvayne fan yeah. i actually have the mudvayne dvd from that tour wow so lincoln park did one and mudvayne did one um mudvayne was opening opening the show each each stop um, so they got seeing them in the daytime, like at a festival like that. I was like, Ugh, it's cool. And again, they weren't doing that by that time. At that point, they weren't doing the makeup thing anymore. So they're just stripped down, just fucking shredding. Yeah, I like Mudvayne a lot, man. It's one of those bands that kind of fly under the radar for me. But So are there any bands out there, like you had mentioned Tool and A Perfect Circle, as far as bands that have the same lead singer, but you like one band over the other? Are there any other bands out there? So like Slipknot? Stone Sour. I think he doesn't. He doesn't Corey Taylor have another band too? I don't know. Probably. Not, I can't. Probably. I can't keep up. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely a, a Slipknot fan over. I like Stone Sour, but definitely a Slipknot over Stone Sour. I'm trying to. I mean, do you have anyone else you're thinking of? I'm trying to think, man. Like singers. Not really. I mean, I'm not necessarily talking about singers who quit one band and went to another or anything like that. I was mainly just thinking yeah. like, who have two successful bands and there might not, might not be really any other ones that we can think of. I don't know. Oh, well shit. So, I mean, well, we just mentioned Chad. So I, I like Mudvayne over hell. Yeah. We could talk about Phil from Pantera, all of the other bands that he had down. What's the other one? It doesn't matter. Uh, Pantera for sure. When we're talking about like, you know, I wasn't an audio slave fan. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about Chris Cornell. Well, that or Tom Morello. I mean, I'm yeah. Rage Against the Machine all the way. Uh, I would definitely be Soundgarden over, over Audio Slave. You know, it's funny. I'm not a huge fan of any of these bands, but I've, I like, so uh, the Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. I don't want to say his name, from Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. He has that uh, uh, Eagles of Death Metal. 
I actually really like I like Easel, Eagles of Death Metal. I, I'm not going to say more, but it's like right there. They have some really fun songs. Oh, that's a good one. The dude from Beartooth was in Attack Attack. I like Beartooth much better okay. than Attack Attack. You, you an Ozzy Osbourne fan or you a Black Sabbath fan? <laughs> Which one would you prefer? I'm going to say Ozzy. I like Black Sabbath, but I'm going to say Ozzy. I don't think I've ever thought about I don't think I've ever thought of it before. I'd probably say Ozzy. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. So Keith Buckley, there's Every Time I Die and The Damn Things. You know I what The Damn Things? I don't know either of those. You don't know who Every Time I Die is? I don't. Dude, we got to get you out of this butt rock funk that you're in. All of the bands you have named are great, but Jesus Christ. Dude, hey, give me, give me some credit here. You know for a fact that I've been listening to suggestions that you've given me. No, but so this Keith, the singer of Every Time I Die, started a super, we'll call it a super group called The Damn Things. It was two dudes from Fall Out Boy and two dudes from Anthrax. What in the hell? Really, really good, fun rock and roll, like rock music. Super Joint Ritual. That's who the, the other Phil and Salmo band I was trying to think of. That band was actually pretty cool. Very like heavy uh, and loud, but no, nothing beats Pantera. I think everyone in Blink-182 has another band, right? That's true. So, what is it? Mark Hoppus had, what was it called? Plus 44? Yes. The other I dude, forgot Tom. About, I forgot about Plus 44. You got Angels yeah. and Airwaves in there somewhere. Tom DeLong, yeah, and Angels and Airwaves. And then, wasn't there another one, like Boxcar Racer or something like that? Boxcar Racer. That's right. Fuck. <laughs> forgot about that, too. Travis Barker. So Travis Barker was boxcar racer with Tom DeLong. Okay. And then Travis Barker was in the transplants with uh, the dudes from Rancid. Remember that? Do you know who Max Cavalera is? I don't. I don't know. That name kind of sounds familiar. So he's the singer for Sepultura, but then he started Soulfly, and he's had like five other bands beside. I want to say like besides that. Apparently, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day was in another band. I didn't know that. I've, I've At this point, I've looked it up because I can't think of these people on my own. Davey Havoc from AFI. There was Black Audio. They had a song on the radio. Huh. I think. Are you an AFI fan? Yeah, I like AFI. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Older or newer? Um... Well, I got exposed to them long before they kind of blew up the way they did with, uh, you know, that Miss Murder and all that stuff. December, um, December Underground was that album. All that stuff. But yeah, I, I wasn't like hardcore AFI fans where I was like, I can't believe they've sold out. Like, I thought it was all good, to be honest. Didn't bother me. I also, I don't know if there's such a thing as selling out. Fucking do what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else, man. It's a good list, though. Oh. Well, there's Anthony Green was in Seosin and then left and then started Cirque Survive. And then the guy that replaced him in Seosin, which still, that record they put out, it's one of the best records ever made still to me, sonically anyways. Uh, he's been in a bunch of different bands that are good too. American, I just remember hearing it. Anyway. Eh. I'm a big Seosin fan. I like Seosin a lot. Yeah, Seosin's, that, I mean, that, that self-titled record that they did, when they were with Cove, the guy who replaced Anthony Green, that's still 
front to back, like it's one of the best sounding records I've ever heard. It's just, it's everything. It's just, I don't know. That that is a great, great record. Did one of um, did one of the lead singers for Chiodos have another band? Yes. So the original dude started drugs. That's and, what I was thinking of a while ago. I'm pretty sure the lead singer from Bad Wolves is in that. No. It's not? No. Because Adam destro- from Story of the Year was in it. Who was? Adam from Story of the Year. Really? Basically. Yep. Yep. Uh, let me see. Maybe it may I'll find out. Right. It definitely wasn't the dude from Bad Wolves. Why did, I think he, right. why did I think he was? But yeah, it's like destroy, rebuild until... Destroy, rebuild until God, God shows. God shows. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's what I was thinking of earlier when I was talking about I'll the... just make a face. Letters. Uh, so it was uh, Craig from Chiodos, Matt Good... Nick Martin, Adam Russell from Story, and Aaron Stern on drums. So where is Matt Good from? From first to last, that's right. Nick Martin was in Sleeping with Sirens. Aaron Stern, Matchbook Romance. So kind of a super group, for sure. Did you know Sleeping Sleeping with Sirens did a Gaslight session? What? Oh, Gaslight. Yeah. No. Uh, no, I did see that. Once neat. Matt finally decided to tell me that he had a YouTube page that I could watch all of his content on. <laughs> it only took a year from knowing him. <laughs> I didn't watch all of it. I, I watched like a couple minutes of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a Sleeping with Sirens fan, but that was cool for sure. He's got a he's unique, he's got a unique there, voice. Um, yeah, that's that's one way of putting it. Whatever. One way of saying it. <laughs> He's a good guy. All I right. can't think of any, any, anyone else band wise, man. Okay. Well, you didn't know Adam from Story of the Year was in that band? I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, what have you been doing to replace your sports fix? You've been watching replays of anything? They're not, all over the place. Not really, to be honest. I mean, I'll, I'll, ca- I'll catch. Just when I'm watching TV, I'll catch some highlights here and there, but I don't know. It, it it almost it almost feels like I shouldn't watch anything. Because, Why? Because because it's nothing's like it's replays. Like I, it's no, nothing's there. In, and in, relive it, the it, moment. Yeah, I know. I don't. It, doesn't it feel weird though? Like there there's no there's no, no there's no sports like at all. Well, that that part feels weird, but reliving those those moments is cool. Dude, CBS killed it yesterday, man. They were playing um, like all day. They were playing uh, March Madness moments, you know, uh-huh. but like the full games. It's, that was awesome. Wow. I mean, I've been, I, it's weird having no sports, so I've been binging on on moments. Like I rewatched the Blues Stanley Cup documentary. I watched. I've watched Game Seven of the uh, <laughs> the 2016 NBA Finals a couple of times. Found the uh, 2014 Ohio State football run on YouTube. There's tons of moments. I oh, dude, you know what I rewatched yesterday was uh, uh, Stepe and DC too. Stepe needs to retire, dude. He needs to retire. I think he lost. He was losing a step or what? No, no, no. He looked great, but the amount of shots he ate in that uh, fight, dude, yeah, he's getting lit up. I, I, to be honest with you it's weird because the way that he got knocked out in the first fight compared to, I mean, he got hit with the same kind of shots. We're talking jaw 
rocking, head rocking shots, and he just kept going, kept moving forward. That dude, I, I, he needs to retire. He got that was crazy. <laughs> and the and the funny thing is too is I remember during that fight, people talking about Stipe's probably behind on all the judges' scorecards. Those rounds were re- other than the first round. Those rounds were really close, dude. Like he was landing big shots too, and um, but he was he was definitely getting getting hit, and it was maybe he should just retire. You can't get beat up that many times, and like you know. Going from the Nganu fight to getting knocked out to then taking all the punishment he took in that fight. Like, good God. And it's not like the fight with JDS, that first two minutes of that fight, you know, the the second fight where he eventually won. That hit with some shots in that fight. I mean, he's been in some absolute wars. I'm riding his nuts. I know. My my well, love of Steve well, well, I get it. That leads into the question as far as favorite sports moments go, I imagine Steve winning the title is one of your favorite moments of all time it's up there it's up there for sure i just think the way that he did it is 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 what makes it most impressive to me just you know again going to brazil having the fight in brazil in a soccer stadium full of fifty thousand brazilians who and to be honest i mean if you hear mma fighters tell the story about going to the brazil going to brazil it's it's like going into enemy territory Right. Like for real, for real, like Brazilian fans don't hold back. So him going there and doing that, I mean, it's just super impressive. Um, yeah, it's, well, it's up there. I think Stipe, I think him beating DC in the second fights, probably a better moment just because he redeemed himself and, and, you know, was able to get the title back. But yeah, they were replaying on ESPN two what they consider to be not ESPN two on ESPN, but what they consider to be the best fights in UFC history. And like I saw yesterday, uh, Adesanya Gastelum was on. Actually, that's one of the best fights ever. I don't know if they were playing it on ESPN, but I watched it. You can get it on ESPN Plus. I rewatched Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald too. Oh man, Ooh. Jesus! What a fucking war, dude! God, that was Robbie Lawler's lip after that fight, dude. Jesus. I guess it's too. Yeah, you can hear Dana White saying, "Hey, just stop talking. Close your mouth. We yeah. don't close your mouth." Like. Guess yeah. it's too soon to have a uh, Joanna and Zhang on there. I'd, probably not. This is one of the best fights ever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that might be on ESPN Plus now. Really? It might still. Uh, you might be able to watch it now. If not, it's going to only be a matter of time. I know they usually it usually takes a couple of weeks, but yeah, man. So D two so Gasoline. Give me, give me. Do you have do you have several MMA moments that are your uh, favorite sports moments of all time? Yeah, I mean, Stipe DC two, Adesanya Gastelum, Lawler McDonald two. Uh, I would definitely say McGregor Aldo McGregor Alvarez. Those are just insane moments. I mean, the way he beat up Eddie Alvarez. I remember I was at a. I was at a bar with people and I just remember going, I can't fucking believe what we're seeing. Like it was just such, it was such a non-fight. Like he just dominated the way he dominated Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez beating RDA is up there. That was, that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of MMA. I have a lot of boxing too. Um, Unfortunately, Roy Jones Jr. is my favorite boxer. One of my favorite, he or Evander Holyfield, but him getting knocked out by Antonio Tarver in their second fight. I had never had, such like my stomach dropped like i was like couldn't believe what i had just seen i mean i was totally shocked all of the bow holyfield fights 
those guys should have retired after those fights. And they and they wanted to Evander Holyfield wanted to fight Riddick Bowe again in 2019 in like November of last year. There was talks of that. He was like 57. Jesus. He wanted to do it in Tokyo. I was like, Evander, you gotta you gotta hang it up, bro. Ooh. Uh, yeah. What about you, MMA? I, I honestly I didn't put I didn't like as far as what I wrote down I didn't put any MMA fights on there really. There's a lot of there's a lot of hella good moments, but I don't know. I, I if I was trying to think of some of my favorite moments, just because of the fun of it, I would probably say like Frank Mir beating Brock Lesnar with that ankle sure. lock. Just because, yeah. just because it's fun and it's unexpected and it's like if he wouldn't have gotten that, would he have would that fight have still won with Frank Mir winning? Probably not. Yeah. I can see that. Or the second fight where Brock Lesnar beat the absolute living piss out of Frank Mir. <laughs> yeah. That was hard to watch. Yeah. Beating the shit out of him. Yeah. So when you you know, you sent this over to me about favorite sports moments. So I started watching some highlights. So like before we started recording, I watched probably like an hour, hour and a half of just highlights. Is there any better soundtrack than highlight soundtracks? Like just, it's, it's not like songs. It's just the music that makes you feel every moment that happens in all of those scenes. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what makes the blues, uh, Stanley cup, Stanley Cup documentary is so good is the music the music going on when they're going on the run it's like perfect it's a perfect soundtrack um, yeah no there's that's that's I remember watching that like as as a kid too like the uh, inside the NFL highlights and like uh, that stuff like the music was so dramatic and serious to, 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 to. I'm like Jesus it gets you it gets you into it wraps you up in it for sure yeah. I don't, so I, when I was watching these highlights, and I know that you're a, you're a soccer fan, I'm not. Yeah. And I don't get it. I respect it, but I don't get it. Like I can watch highlights of soccer all day long, okay. and like game winning goals and stuff, and I don't know. It just I I just don't I don't get it. I mean I know I'm not invested into it. Like a, like most people that like soccer, like you're all in on soccer and most of the time if you like soccer, but I don't know. I just, I don't get it. That in tennis, like there's some awesome, some awesome back and forth in tennis, but still I, I don't, I don't get it. What do you mean? When you're saying you don't get it, like you don't get, I don't get what? the, I don't get the fanfare behind it. Why? What? I mean, there's, there, they are incredible athletes, but I, I just don't get the fanfare around it, I guess. Like why? Like why I would want to watch soccer instead of watching a football game or a basketball game? Well, it's a different game. You got to know the game and you understand what the what you're what you're watching. Two completely different fan bases too. Yeah, I mean, soccer has the biggest fan base in the world. It's the most popular sport in the world, which is weird. Uh, weird to me. Why is that weird? Just because it does. I mean, from where we live and what. I guess how I was raised, as far as sports goes, soccer just isn't that big of a deal for it's it. Not, for, I mean, for, no, for it to be ball. for it to be the biggest sport in the world, it's not that big of a deal to me or to anybody around me. It's because you're from the USA, bro. True. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's definitely not here. Yeah, it's two. It's two different fan bases. I think with soccer, you 
it is an acquired taste as far as the rules, the 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 level of play, meaning like the 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 pace of the game and everything like that. But the thing is this, like people in, in the United States, like football, all things considered, football is the most popular sport. Um, and people think it's an intense, grueling sport. That's why they love it. It's, it's, it's violent, right? But if you go over to Europe and you talk to football fan, proper football fans over there, soccer fans, they'll say that the NFL or American-style football is one of the most boring things they've ever watched. Right, they're all, so they they're probably also for, watching the guy rugby. Runs for a few feet, he falls down, and then everyone falls on top of them. They pick their fat asses back up, and they do it again. Like the 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 the, the pace of play, one compared to the other, for them is completely different. Yeah. So they're also raised on European style football. We were raised on our style of football. So I think it's a lot. Uh, a lot about how you grew up now i grew up in a household where like it was i had every i just was involved in every sport tried to play every sport just loved every sport so i'm a little i'm i don't think i'm an outlier by any means but i think that's that's my story i think really the only sport i couple things i can't watch golf but i have watched golf before i've watched big moments in golf nascar which say what you want if that's a sport or not we won't get into that debate can't watch it. Bores the the piss out of me. Yeah, I have no I have no desire to watch anything NASCAR related. I, that's that's really it, man. Uh, I mean, I, and there again, there are there are sports like cricket. I don't know what the fuck is going on, dude. I was watching some highlights of cricket earlier, though. It's pretty intense. Can, it is. Can it's be. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand the rules, and people have tried to explain it to me. I'm still like, sure. Yeah, great. Let me and so I watched though, and it is interesting. It's fascinating. Same thing with rugby. The rugby rules are a bit weird to me, also, but yeah. it is. It's intense. Like actually watching a rugby match, it's fun. Do you know what highlight is? I've heard of it. So I've actually seen highlight live. Highlights where they have like the the moon shaped thing on their their hand, and they throw a ball off the wall, and the idea is to get it off the wall so many times before the other team can catch it or whatever. Um, or if they drop it, things like that. Uh, but with the way, what happens, it's really big in like Florida, like down in Miami and Tampa and people bet on it. They bet on teams. So that's what I, when I was, I want to say a teenager, I was down there with my parents and we went to a highlight arena in Tampa and watched a bunch of highlight matches. One of the most bizarre things you'll experience. <laughs> it's like betting on horses, but you're betting on these guys playing this silly game. It was a lot of fun, though, and people get fucked up by that ball, man. It's like a hard ball, too. It's not like a they're using like a tennis ball. Like it's like a smaller than a tennis ball, and like the the texture, it's like a like the, it's almost not as heavy or hard a hard of a as hard of a rubber as like a hockey puck, but it's kind of the same concept. I'm good on getting hit by that. That's crazy. <laughs> it's fun though. Yeah, I can't. And even tennis, though, I, I've watched tennis. I can watch tennis sometimes. Like if it's a big tournament and Federer's playing Nadal or something, I'll watch for a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll watch Serena play, but I'm not that into tennis. Like tennis, I didn't play when I was a kid. Like I was, you know? I was watching it's something. Of course, I don't watch it, but I was like watching highlights. And of course, the, uh, during, you know, you do like 100 highlights of the past decade or whatever, a lot of tennis is going to pop up too. And the only thing that even 
remotely impressed me when it came to tennis, and that's just because I don't watch it, is like when they would actually hit a ball between their legs. That's like the only oh, yeah. th- that's the only thing that actually like impressed me. I, I I'm, I'm that's not taking away from tennis because I know it's an extremely intense sport if you play it and it's you have to be an incredible athlete to be able to do it. But yeah, as far as me being an, an outlier, that's called the Michael Chang hitting it through the legs. The Mike, I guess he was a tennis player. Yeah, I don't. He's the one that I remember when I was a kid that would do that. But yeah. Actually, tennis, there was that court in Forest Park that has actually pretty big, uh, like the the aces will come through. It's like that professional touring tennis group or whatever, like Jim Kerr. I don't know. It's really showing my nerdiness now. I didn't, anyway, <laughs> can move on from tennis. Jesus. Um, I think that's what they're called anyway. I've never been. I've just heard about it, but it's over there in Forest Park. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Well, as far as, uh, as far as favorite sports moments go, of course, St. Big moments in St. Louis are, you know, part of that. Blue Stanley Cup, of course, is probably top of the list. Uh, and then Rams Super Bowl, of course. We don't give a shit about the Rams now, but it was a massive deal when when it happened. Uh, so far as football goes, though, a big one for me would be Peyton Manning winning, winning a Super Bowl with Denver. Yeah. Because with what happened with him in Indy and getting hurt, and then having the surgeries and everything, and then basically getting booted out of Indy, and everybody thought he was done for him to come back and win a Super Bowl with another team was freaking awesome. Yeah, no, that was yeah, it was cool. I, I was always a, I was always a Peyton Manning guy over Tom Brady. Those were like the two big rivals. Um, you know, it was a really cool moment when, um, and I, ne- I would never, never was a fan, but I, after this, he won me over. So when Brett Favre played for the Vikings and they were in that NFC championship against the Saints, mm-hmm. dude, the Saints beat the living shit out of Brett Favre <laughs> in that game. I mean, for real. They never, it seemed like every play he was on his ass and he was getting rocked. He kept getting up. He like he won my like won my respect. Should have had it anyway, but I'm 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 stubborn. But dude, he kept getting up. Just kept, dude. He kept getting up, and he kept making plays. And uh, dude, that was a that was a crazy moment. But we're thinking about football moments. I, I I was a big fan of the Arizona Cardinals Steelers Super Bowl, the one that Kurt Warner played in. Mm-hmm. That was such a fun Super Bowl. Yeah, down to the wire. And I remember when he completed that pass to Fitzgerald. I went fucking crazy. I was rooting for for the the Cardinals. I can't ever root for the Steelers. That's uh, sacrilegious for me. But um. That was a good Super Bowl. That was fun. That Rams Super Bowl was crazy. Yeah, that's that's got a, a, there are lists out there like Sports Illustrated Desmond. It's considered one of the best Super Bowls ever, and that was a competitive game down to the wire. Um, you know, the pass to Isaac Bruce, and then the tackle by Mike Jones at the end. We're spoiled too. I mean, we've got to see the Cardinals win two World Series. You know, two thousand six, two thousand eleven, two thousand eleven was. You know what? When it, it was funny after that year, they talked about the fifty greatest sports moments of two thousand eleven. Do you know that the Cardinals winning the World Series wasn't in the top fifty? I don't remember who did it. It might have been Sports Illustrated or one of those one of those outlets. Really? You know, I was like, yeah, and, and you know the the women's World Cup team losing in the final was a bigger moment than the Cardinals, <laughs> arguably having one of the best turnarounds in Major League Baseball history. Right. They're ten games out of ten games out of a uh, first place on August twenty fifth or whatever. Ten games out of the playoffs. 
uh, and then they end up winning the World Series Game 7. I mean, they have to come back to their last strike, what, three times in Game 6. That's not in your top 50 sports moments, you dopes. Then it's, but, uh, it's fitting that the Blues did the, you know, won the Stanley Cup in the same fashion. Same way. I mean, yeah. where, they, where they were in January compared to the end of the season. Completely out of it. Yeah. And to beat Boston, too, just was, was – it made it a little bit sweeter. Yeah. That's just because I can't stand Boston or Chicago sports. But, yeah, so we've seen two World Series. They went to the World Series again in 2013. We're pretty pretty spoiled. I mean, the Blues just – that's icing on the cake. But we're pretty spoiled when it comes to uh, championships. You know, there are a lot of cities. Like, could you imagine living in fucking Cincinnati, being a pro sports fan in Cincinnati or Cleveland? Hey, um, just it's misery, just constant misery or like being like a Buffalo Bills fan. Oh, they're going to be good this, this year though. I'd say they were solid last year. They're going to be good. They they had a, they had a chance. They're going to be good for sure. Who, um, who's Buffalo's quarterback? It used to be, it used to be Taylor, right? It was Tyrod. He went to Cleveland and he's not even playing in the NFL now. Are you sure? I think he's I think he's in San Diego, or well, not yeah, San Diego, okay, it's Chargers yeah. because he's going to be yeah. their quarterback now. They're not they're not trying to get another quarterback after Rivers left. Well, good for him. Yeah, I like Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen. He was That's a rookie right. last year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. the dude who uh, where would he go? Wyoming. He made all the racial uh, Twitter remarks when he was like in high school. Somehow they dug that up before the draft. Don't you love that? If I'm a pro athlete, I'm just staying off social media. I'm deleting everything. I'm I'm done. You know, whatever. I don't remember what he said. It was something something racist. And do you think it's going to hurt his draft stock? I'm like, well, it shouldn't because it was eight <laughs> years ago and he was a 16 year old kid. So let's get over it. But right, yeah. What do you yeah, what, like, what do you think? Of course, not knowing, but in your opinion now, what do you think is going to happen with Tom Brady? in Tampa Bay? Uh, I think he's in trouble. I don't think they're going to be that good. I could be wrong. Okay, so does this does this hurt his legacy? No, oh, fuck no. It doesn't? No. If he, if, he, if he runs out this contract and has two terrible seasons... Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? No, and I was saying the same thing about Peyton Manning when he went to Denver. If he, if he lost in Denver, it wouldn't have fucking mattered. You know? Wouldn't matter. Um, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's cheated his way to six Super Bowls, dude, and he, he's, and he escaped that. You think it's going to matter if he plays for a bad team and they do poorly? That doesn't matter. He's fine. He's fine. What do you do? You think what happens if uh, if New England has a terrible season this season? Which I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but if they have a terrible season this season, do you think Belichick retires? Um. No, I don't think so. I think he has an ego, and I think he's going to ride it out as long as he can. I don't think it's going to take just this season. They're talking about Jameis Winston going there. Um, yeah. I read, I well, yeah, eh, but I mean, I read, a, I read something that Belichick is the type of guy who thinks he can resurrect Jameis Winston's career and make him the guy that everyone thought he was going to be. I mean, there's plenty of other quarterbacks that he could do that with. Sure, but. It's a good story if he does. That's all I'm saying. Winston's the 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 big story. He's the biggest name out of the guys that he could do that to right now, I think. So 
we didn't talk about it on the last one, but right around the last one, the Rams cleaned house. Yeah. Um, or, or still cleaning house, I should say. And the, the Falcons were like, hey, Todd Gurley, we'll take you, bud. Swooped him right up. It took, what, 16 hours for the Falcons to pick him up? Yeah, and that it surprises me what social media is doing to Todd Gurley because everybody's saying that he's done. He's done, and like it, all these memes of him with a walker and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't, yeah, okay. I don't know about all that. He, yeah, that yeah, those people are assholes because he still he had nearly a thousand yards, a thousand yards last season. Right, he had twelve touchdowns. I mean, his yards per attempt were down, but he's twenty five years old. Yeah. Like I know as a running back, you start, you know, getting those mid twenties to thirties, people say that you've lost a step or, you know, because of the position you play, but he's still twenty five. And he had a really good season last season. That whole team had a bad season. And well from going from the Super Bowl to what they were last year, everyone had a bad season. So yeah, he's getting yeah, he's getting shit on, on social media. It's kinda weird. On top of the fact of should the Rams have even been in the Super Bowl that year after that whole situation with the Saints. You feel the Saints got cheated or what? I don't. I don't want to give an opinion. I just. I think it's up in the air. Could yeah. Have, could no. Have, I mean, I could have went either way. I. I do know this. If the Saints had played in that Super Bowl, it wouldn't have been that boring of a Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't even remember anything that happened in that Super Bowl. I don't either. I don't remember a goddamn thing. Mm-mm. I just know that the of course, fucking Patriots won. That's all I remember. I honestly don't remember a single play. I don't remember a single moment. I don't know who sang the national anthem. I don't know who performed at halftime. I don't remember anything. It was just that boring Wait, of they a had, night. That had to be the maroon, the one with a uh, maroon five guy, right? Wasn't that two was years it? ago? Uh, probably. And then three What's years, three years ago would have been Atlanta and New England, right? No. No. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and New England was three years ago. So Atlanta and New England was before the year before that. That can't be right. Has New England been in like the last four? No, no, we're missing a year. We're missing so. So Chiefs, Patriots, Eagles. Oh yeah, we didn't Eagles. even talk about the Chiefs. <laughs> this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chiefs, Patriots. The Eagles beat the Patriots, and then the year before that, it wasn't the Patriots and Falcons. The Patriots didn't go to three straight, did they? I don't remember. I'm looking it up. We got to know. I guess you've seen that Foles, we we talked about Philadelphia. I guess you've seen that Foles went to Chicago. Yeah. You think he'll start over Trubisky, or however the hell you say his name? Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a weird situation. Trubisky had such a good season two years ago, and then last year was kind of just fell apart. I still think he could be good. Foles is just—I loved watching them go on that run against the against the Patriots. But I mean, it was just, it was it was a cool story. It, it's a, it's always a cool story when you have the backup quarterback. You know, the the main main quarterback for a team gets hurt, and then your backup comes in and steps up and can make right. a run for the the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So Chiefs, Patriots, Eagles, Patriots. That was. So they went, the Patriots went three years in a fucking row. That's gross. (laughs) Hopefully that's over. (laughs) 
Yeah, no shit. So Chiefs, Patriots, Eagles, Patriots, Broncos. Then the year before that, the Patriots beat the Seahawks. The year before that was Seahawks. Uh, Ravens, 49ers. That was a great Super Bowl, man. Good old Colin Kaepernick. And then the year before that, the Giants beat the Patriots. Wow. I actually have that as one of my favorite sports moments of all time, too. What? That throw from Eli Manning, that the helmet catch. Oh, yeah. David Tyree. Yeah. I will. Yeah, I, was fun. I, I, just, I just love the fact that Eli has two Super Bowl rings, and both of them are against Tom Brady. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. And the one was... Uh, was that the year that the Patriots were undefeated, or was it the one after that? That was the year. That was the one, right? Yeah, they were undefeated their preseason all the way up to the Super Bowl and then lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> one of my good buddies calls him Big Stupid. <laughs> Why? Just because he's got a dumb face. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Browns, are uh, they're having a good good offseason. We don't need to get into that, though. They've had quite a few pickups. Didn't you text me about picking up Case Keenum? I did. Yeah. Yeah, they want a veteran who's a proven veteran behind Baker, which makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, he was... What did Keenum... He played in 10 games last year? Something like that? Or did he go 11-5 and five last year? He had a decent... He's been decent. So it makes sense they got him. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We also have... Uh... Teddy Bridgewater went to Carolina, right? Yeah, but he's going to be their franchise quarterback. I'm okay with That's that. That's what they said. Huh? I'm okay with that. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I do too. And he yeah. did he did well this last year with uh, Breeze out. The Saints. Yeah. Yeah. He's good, man. Until when he before that injury, that knee injury, man, he was he still is good. I mean, he's still young too, so I mean, he's got a uh, could potentially be a, uh, an elite guy, but we'll see. There's, there's there's several in limbo still though like Winston I'm curious to see where he's going to end up Cam Newton I wonder if he's going to end up anywhere Yeah Actually I could say that you know if there's a guy that Belichick could resurrect it would be Cam Newton That's if I totally forgot about him But yeah we could see that happening too I did. Well it's funny you mentioned uh it's funny you mentioned soccer I was just thinking about big moments but I don't even know if you remember this but the last world the, not this last World Cup because the U.S. wasn't even in it, but the one previously, so 2014, when the U.S. Uh, well, basically the U.S. is two first the first two games there when they play, played Ronaldo in Portugal. I was standing up at the bar I was at, thinking they're going to win, right? And I'm trying to get everyone clapping, like starting a slow clap, and then Portugal scores that goal. I was like, fuck, I'm, I, I, I felt like I did it to them. I feel like I did it to him, but that was, those are fun moments, though. That that whole World Cup was fun. Who'd they end up losing to? I don't remember Belgium. I would yeah, not lost. Pay attention, man. Show some <laughs> some national pride, Jesus. My so you're probably I, I'm most definitely going to make fun of me majorly for this, but one of my biggest moments of all time, and it's because I was there, was. The Rock coming out at WrestleMania in 2012 because it was in Miami. You do not understand what the roar of a stadium is like until you see that happen. Mm. Hmm. Explain it. What was it like? That was. That's Compared all. I, that's something. all. I, I can't. I can't. 
like a jet landing on your face? What was it like? Yeah, pretty sure much. It was yeah. Huge... That's yeah, good enough. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to make fun of me for it, but still. I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. I don't know what to say. You're not, Wait, this you're is not in a, Miami? You're not a fan of The Rock? He's an inspiring cat. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of wrestling. I know you're not. So, I mean, you, I, you I, were at one time, though. Yeah, when I was six. Okay. I mean, I'm an adult. No, I don't like wrestling. <laughs> I was a Brett the Hitman Hart fan. Okay. He's my dude. Uh, Ric Flair. Speaking of Ric Flair, you said you don't watch a lot of the 30 for 30s. You need to watch the Nature Boy 30 for 30. Okay. Were you a Ric Flair fan or are you too young? Yeah. You need to watch that. It's 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 one of the best uh, 30 for 30 documentaries. Who else did I like? I was a big Coco Beware fan. I have no idea who that is. You know nothing then. He used to carry a parrot out on his shoulder. Look up Coco Beware. What was what was the other guy that you were like? Because you, you you were down here one night and we and it was after oh, it was after a fight and we were watching video old wrestling videos. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, Jushin. Th- yeah. Fuck yeah, that was my dude. <laughs> I had to educate you, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I appreciate that. All this that. Stone Cold and Rock talk. Get the fuck out of here. You got to look up the greats like Jushin Thunder Liger, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I stopped watching wrestling when I was like 10 years old. But it made a huge – it, it kind of like wrestling – it felt like wrestling fell off the face of the earth for me until like the days of like the NWA. You know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm in- Do you know what I know the NWA, yeah, but that was... isn't that the group that was like it was like Hulk Hogan and uh, no NWO, NWO, Jesus, sorry, it's um, like NW. What I say? I think it was NWA, right? The old. You said NWA. Is it not called that? The no. group that they had? No. Were they just basically NWO, New World Order? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they there was no wrestling. It was just them beating up people. Like, that was the whole storyline behind it. Like, it, it would never really lead to a match. It would just be them. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, that, that, was, that was part of it, but a lot of it was also in the same time where WWF was doing the takeover of WCW. Because remember when there was, like, the big war between the two? No. You don't See, remember that's the, the big thing. War? I, I, wrestling had fallen off the face of the earth to me in the, until then, and I just remember someone having it on or something and watching like the nwa period and i was like what is this like it's just it, it, it's just them like street fighting in like the like backstage area and like yeah. running people over with limos and shit like what is this like i well, they, to be I'm honest, so out of touch with to be honest that era was pretty cool because like i was a big wcw fan i wasn't big in wwf but there was like it was it was it became this big battle because like in real life it became a, a big battle between the two organizations, and then all of a sudden there was like this takeover deal from WWF, and then just one night randomly, you see, um, Shane McMahon on WCW, and you see Vince McMahon on WWF, and they're talking back and forth to each other because they just did the takeover of WCW. So it was it was kind of neat because it's like they're battling each other and all of a sudden one just literally buys out the other. 
and nobody knew it was going to happen. No one knew it was going to happen, really? Just saying. I'd like to see a 30 for 30 on that, actually. Were you shocked when that happened? Kinda, yeah. You were amazed by that? I was like six. (laughs) Actually, I was older than that, but still. But you still watch wrestling now? Not really. When was this rock moment you just talked about? 2012. Not that long ago. It wasn't. You were an adult, right? I was. Okay. But, but, I, but I haven't watched it in a long time. Actually, and another thing you're going to make fun of me for, the, I pretty much gave up on it after CM Punk left. So when CM Punk went to the UFC, yeah, I had yeah. no idea who he was, and I just remember them saying he's a WWE guy. And then I looked at him and I go, how was this guy? And he was like the biggest dude in the WWE at the time, right? How's that possible? Because of his talk on the mic. Why I mean, wasn't I mean, he good at I that mean, in the he, UFC? He, he, was, he was a good wrestler, for sure. Well, but the, I mean, did, did they really give him that much opportunity to be CM Punk in the UFC? I, yeah, I mean, he fought. I mean, they gave him plenty of opportunities, I feel. but I mean, talking-wise. So when CM Punk left, you were you were done. You said I'm done with the WWE. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't long after that. Huh? Did you watch? Uh, have you seen Fighting with the Family? Yes. It's a good movie. It was good. I actually learned something about professional wrestling. I don't know how true how true the the story is and how 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 well they stuck to the story, but right. That's a fun movie. That's a good movie. See, I liked it. An- another episode where I have no. You blow my mind with shit that you actually like. Uh, it's a good, it's a good, it's a fun movie. You, you, you just spent the last ten minutes to... shitting on me liking the WWE, and then you tell me you like a WWE movie that's about wrestling. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> I a good movie. Hate, I hate fun. you so much. Well, I, look did, at I like the, I like the. Uh, I can't remember what his name is though. The 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 guy that played the dad in that movie. From like Shaun uh, of the Dead and yeah, Hot Fuzz and all I, I that. Don't know that guy's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like those no, movies? He's great. Yeah, no, that guy's great. He's funny. Um, I don't know his name now. He was in Shaun of the Dead and what's the other big one that Hot, they did? Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. I'm seeing. They did that weird lizard movie. What was that movie? Oh, or Martian? Movie? No, the alien one. Uh, Paul. Was it called Paul? Is Maybe. that right? I've seen it. I I don't think I've seen it. I've seen most of it. I don't remember much about it, but yeah, that, that movie's good, man. That's uh, you know, I, I don't think you have to like necessarily like wrestling to like that movie. I like how you're justifying it now. Look, man, uh, the movie's fictional. Professional wrestling tries to make you believe that what you're seeing is real. So, based off a true story about fake shit happening, how funny is that? I'm going to wait till we hit like episode 50 and then I'm going to do a highlight reel of like all 50 episodes where you shit on something, but then hit become a hypocrite on. I don't think I'm being a hypocrite this time. Okay. Just because I like that movie. You know what? I haven't been a hypocrite on this episode. The first ones I have been. So I'm, I'm standing strong here. I feel good. (laughs) feel good about myself today. Maybe we should end it here so I don't have to yeah, go. We better hop off before you go and fuck it up. I get to go paint. Jesus Christ. How m- 
how long are you going to paint? Well, here's the thing. I'm not very good at it. So I've been doing a lot of um, fixing things. Like what? Like, are you using roller? Yeah. I don't want to get into it. It's going to make me sound really dumb. I kind of want to hear it real quick. I, I don't want to talk about it. Let's, I'll, I'll get angry if I talk about what it. Did you do, what did you do? I just fucked up the wall, man. I'm doing it. We're doing a green, and I just didn't do it. I just didn't. Uh, I fucked up. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Does she know how to paint? I don't know. She's never here when I do it, so. Well, hopefully you can get it done before the baby comes. It's a good point. Uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for too. <laughs> I got. I got until uh, the end of June. So. That's true. See what happens. <laughs> All right, I'm tired of hearing that damn squeaky chair. So we're getting out of here. <laughs> All right. Got anything else? Fuck the chair. No, I'm good. All right. We are out. <laughs>